we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring so you guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host, Armin. I didn't forget to introduce us this time. I'm so proud of myself. Big moments, small steps, people. We're really landing on the moon here. Um, something that isn't landing on the moon, though, is Beverly Hills. We had the finale this week. And even I, a stand for the Beverly Hills, for the big BH... I was a little, mm, okay, I'm not going to say a lot disappointed because the Denise Rinna moment uh, will fuel my fires and keep me going for many moons to come. I, I, it inspired me in a way that's like kind of dark, like I'll talk about you outside, but like I thought like that would be a really great like horror short setup, like like, I've been watching a lot of scary movies, it's been my escape from quarantine like not like escape from quarantine but like from the real horror escape from quarantine is a great title for a horror film by the way true true it is (laughs) um but it was so juicy like those women were like basically about to like take out knives and start stabbing each other it was so Um, intense i was like if one of them does not choke the other one out in the next five minutes i i just it's not worth it for me anymore to follow beverly hills denise's death stare is frightening like i don't know if i could handle that personally i really don't i mean these women have been working hard and working a very long time in soap operas not for nothing they really (laughs) showed their skills it was a master class a 101 in soap acting in that moment i mean i i was like if aaron can be on bold and the beautiful bitch i can be on bold and the beautiful we uh really missed eileen davidson in that moment Oh, God. If you could imagine her just, like, popping up behind the couch and also looking at them, like, some SNL sketch would be really funny. Um, Something like, cease, how dare you? Dare you cease? (laughs) How dare you? That's so good, Armin. That's hilarious. Okay, we will get into the cease and desist conversation because there's so much more I want to say about it. But let's actually start where the whole, literally, drama kicked off, and that was Dorit's party. If you guys... Okay, I like it. I Dorit's party was a nice party. Like she looked, first of all, fantastic. Um, the house looked incredible. Like I was very, very impressed with the house. From the outside, it didn't look like much, but once you got inside into the back, I was like, wow. Like I was very impressed. Yeah, I think neither one of us are fans of that modern farmhouse look from no. the exterior. But I think you're right, Denise Reeks Vanderpump. Yeah, it's Vanderpump Rules. There are three houses over in Valley Village. But I think you're right. She did a good job with the interior. Dorit did. Yeah. It, she made the house a home, which I really loved. Um, and I always love a party with a good magician. Like, I, one of my <laughs> biggest regrets, and I'm going to say this again and again, and I don't know if I've said this on this podcast before, but I feel like I've expressed this to people in my life. Uh I, my biggest regret pre-COVID is not going to the Magic Castle. I had multiple opportunities to go. and Isn't it hard I, to go because you must get an exclusive invite or something? So, yeah. So, I had, like, an I had an in. 
Wow. And I could have gotten a ticket literally anytime I wanted. Wait, how does it um, work? So, like, I... You have to know a member or something? So you have to know a member. And I knew, like, I, in a, a place I formerly worked, someone who also worked at that company had a connection that could always get tickets, essentially. So I just had to go through that person to get my, to get my, purchase my ticket, essentially. And I never took the opportunity up. And it's something I will regret because who knows if I'll ever be able to go to the Magic Castle. And you want to know what's also really funny about that? The Christmas party, the one year I believe I was in. Yeah, it was the one year I, w- I went to Belize. It was the first year that they had the Christmas party at the company. I was happened to like already have pre- pre-planned a trip to Belize. And they went to the Magic Castle. And I didn't get to go. And then they were like, oh, well, you can still always go because of like this uh... connection. I was like, oh, great. So I've like, I, it's upsetting. Sorry, but like, I loved the magician at Dorit's party. That was a really long story just to say I like magicians. You're, you're a big magic guy? I'm not like a huge magic guy, but like, I'm the kind of person that always tries to guess the trick. So it was really <laughs> funny because I, so I watched this episode twice and the first time I watched it. And then the second time I was turning, um, and like the whole time I was like, I think this is this is how he did this trick with the ring. This is this is he slid it up his his sleeve like he dropped it down his sleeve, like it's in his sleeve and he's gonna sling right. it back out. And then I was like, I think that's an I obvious think, one though. Yeah, but then I was like the the cigarette. I was like a little bit more perplexed and I was like, I think it's maybe a string. There was such then a huge missed opportunity though with that cigarette because it would have been so cool when he popped it in his mouth if he lit his finger on fire or something and then lit the cigarette and just like took a puff, how cool would that have been? Oh my God. But like, can you do that? I'm sure that there's some he kind of trick out that. there. You know, Peng Zai? Who's Peng Zai? Oh. I'm not like a big, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know magician. No, he's not a magician. Well, he kind of is a magician, but he's not a magician magician. Is anyway, he, he lights his finger on fire, lights up his stove, and then he drinks like four or five different alcohols combined into like one giant glass where he chugs it all in one gulp that sounds terrifying and he could Um, and and he could down a whole beer in one second with this method called the tornado method where he just like whips the beer bottle around and and it just goes and just boom funnels into his mouth finishes the beer in a second and he's done listeners next week we will have neil patrick harris on and chad from the fraternity that your nephew is in to for our new beer and magic podcast which we are now previewing for y'all so we are so glad you guys tuned in for this special preview kidding we need to get back to beverly hills because i feel like we keep getting off topic and i think it's because we realize there's not too much to talk about with beverly hills yeah, this, um, this episode had some moments, though. It had some moments, though. So let's get into the big, the big moment, which is Denise did not show up to Dorit's party. She had said she was coming. All the ladies were getting ready. We saw them all in their, you know, various places with their various like hair and like makeup people, like getting them all glammed up. Except for Denise, we see Garcelle going to pick up Denise with um, Chocolate Michael, as she calls him, and. Denise is like not answering her phone. She's not showing up. Garcelle's pissed. I would be mad if I went to go pick up my friend and they just didn't answer or didn't show up. Oh, it's such a shysty, indefensible move. (laughs) It's yeah. And it's like, whatever. And so then they're all trying to get a hold of her at the party and her phone's off. First of all, they all think she blocked them, which I thought was hilarious. And they're like, Oh no, no wait, Her phone's just off. (laughs) 
They're like, did she block you? She texted me last night. I can't believe she already blocked me. Uh, that does speak to the state of their relationship. Right? That, that they would immediately like, think she blocked them. They all were like, oh, it's it's done. Like, she's really right. done. But You don't think that about a person you're in a good place with. Let's just put it, it that way. Exactly. It's not like, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, then it, it, we come to find out that she said that there was a family emergency, according to Aaron um, and the producers. That's why she couldn't make it. Uh, but she, we, we come to find out that the real reason is because Brandy shows up at this party. I like ourselves. She's like, who's that tall blonde right there? Is that Brandy? Like totally points her out. Also loved Garcelle hitting on the cater waiter that was at Kyle's party too. Loved that moment. Maybe she could get with him now that she's single again. I mean, it was hilarious them putting those scenes with like, Michael being like, you know, we were talking about getting right. proposed, like we're really on the same page, and she's like, not quite on the same oh, page. I remember you, you cater waiter, you hot piece of meat. Like it was so beautiful. Um, what what did the title card say at the end? She wanted something spicier. Maybe he's yes. the spicy one that she's looking for. Hey, I I think I'm pretty spicy too, but Ooh, just in are you making ways. a play for Garcelle, Eddie? Uh, no, just for myself in general, just so that the listeners know. Um, Whoever is I sliding th- into your DMs, you want them to exactly. know that you're not sweet to- like Michael. You're spicy. spicy. I have to say, this is going to sound super hilarious. And listeners, I'm sorry. I watched um, You've Got Mail for the first time yesterday. How have you watched You've Got Mail for the first time okay, yesterday? Okay, I know. I know. But. You don't know I, about the Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks movies? But, Sleepless but, in Seattle? Yeah, but this is my thing. I think I could be like the next Meg Ryan, like a spicy, <laughs> like a spicier Meg Ryan. Uh, Tell me you don't see it. Like I've got the same kind of like charm and cutesiness mm-hmm. of Meg Ryan, but like add a little bit of like Latino spice in there, and then you got me. Meg Ryan also, really just disappeared. She was everything and everywhere. And then just disappeared. Maybe that well, is now like she's you. she's just Teddy's mom now, so it's fine. She's married to Mellencamp. What? Yes, that's why we're like that's why I'm not also just not bringing up Meg Ryan just for like no reason. Like, well, I, I thought you watched You've Got Mail yesterday, and then know, you're thinking about Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan is Teddy Mellencamp's stepmom. Stepmom? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, so, um, everyone who wants to petition me to be the next Meg Ryan, let me know. I think it's a really good career path for me. Um, the rom-com specialist is what you're saying. I think I would be really good. I mean, I get it. I just get the rom-com. Mm-hmm. What would yours be called? Um, you've got OnlyFans. <laughs> okay. St- okay. First of all, I just want to make it clear to listeners, anyone listening, I, I have not had an OnlyFans. I will not have an OnlyFans. Especially after not, Bella Thorne I, yeah, torched it. Yeah, for everyone. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I will not. But, like, also, you're not the first person who's, like, thinks that's what I'm going to go to. But it's like, come on. I'm going to wait until my until Playgirl calls and I get to be like Lisa <laughs> Renna and do my full spread. Faye Resnick did it. Lisa Renna did it. It will be calling my Meg name. Meg Ryan did it. Did Meg Ryan do it? I don't know. She could have. That's why, no, I'm a spicier Meg Ryan. Right. Uh. Also, Tom Hanks is also from my hometown. That's a fun fact, and I love to say it. Is it really? Yeah. There's Con- the connection. Re- Concord, California, home of the home of the heroes. Mm-hmm. 
me and Tom Hanks. Um, Maybe instead of Sleepless in Seattle, it's Cranky in Concord or something. That's perfect. That's it. Little short movie. Little short film. <laughs> cranky in Concord. Mm, I'm cranky. I can't find love. Mm, it's sort of the Tom same Hanks? thing. If you're sleepless, you're cranky, right? Yeah, true. It's almost synonymous in a way. Um, okay, back to Beverly Hills. Kim Richards. I just want to talk about Kim Richards very quickly. Um, first of all, she has become a pawn for these producers mm-hmm. by bringing Brandy and being the Brandy arm in this whole situation. Who I invited them? The producers or Kyle? It was Kim. It, I mean, it was the producers, but it was Kim. I like how she... But Kim wasn't invited, was she? Brandy was Kim's plus one. Oh. And that's why Doreen <laughs> was like, oh, Kim, I didn't realize your plus one was Brandy. So... Right, Brand, Brandy. That, that's why Denise was like, "I knew Brandy was coming because Brandy knew she was coming." But everyone else was like, "What the hell?" Because obviously they didn't have the conversation with Kim or with Brandy, being like, "Hey, she's going to be coming to Dorit's party as Kim's plus one." Didn't Brandy text Denise that she was coming? Yes, I believe so. I think that was so. She straight what... up texted Denise. She shouldn't have done that. She should have ambushed Denise instead of texting her saying, hey, I'm going to be at the party. Let's have a one-on-one. And then we don't get the moment. It would have been actually great, I think, for the finale to have Denise and Brandy together at the same party, talk it out. Who knows what would happen? I mean, but that's not what that's not what Denise wants. And that's, and well, that's, duh, why that's not what Denise these- wants. That's why you needed Brandy to ambush her. See, and that's, and I think that's why the ladies are very mad at Denise, honestly. It's because she is truly shoving, like, like shoving this game back in their faces and being like, I'm not playing this game. I'm, right. I'm Denise fucking Richards. I'm swearing on the main, not on the Patreon again. I'm sorry. But, like, that's a, a direct quote. Um, and I kind and it's kind of a, like, as much as you hate it for the show and for, like, how it kind of ruined this season of Beverly Hills, it's kind of a baller move on Denise Richards' part. And I kind of, like, am, like, and, and her standing so deep and strong in it in that face-off with Lisa Renna where it's, like, like I said before, Lisa Renna, and we've seen, we'll see it this whole episode, I'll talk about it, it's especially apparent in that dinner she has with Dorit and Garcelle. She's almost jealous that Denise doesn't have to play by the same rules that she had to be put in. And I said it, like, I think two podcasts ago with you where I was, like, mm-hmm. where she's, like, wouldn't it be nice if I could have had this kind of freedom and, you know, you know, I was Lisa F. and Renna. And now, and I had to fall into track of the Lisa Vanderpump and play the game, and I did it. And now Denise Richards comes in here and doesn't want to do this, so she's just, like, F you, I'm Denise Richards, and she's getting away with it. Yeah, and I, even- I think it's kind of cool. I mean, it's not cool in the sense of it's, like, making the show a better show because this season was not great but i think it's i think it's a testament to denise richard and the baddest that she is even if she is definitely fucked up in her confessionals i do want to say even though it's kind of frustrating to see denise not engage it does add its own level of intrigue Mm -hmm. like you described the way she's been pushing back and trying to dictate the game on her own terms that's intriguing for sure Mm -hmm. it's a different kind of intriguing than the typical we're going to all go out in the ring and duke it out because she doesn't want to play in the ring. Yeah. Right. She wants to really not engage at all, but that does become its own form of engagement, which we're going to talk about deeper when we talk about the Lisa Rinna, uh, Denise confrontation at the end. Um, But I want to quickly touch on Brandy again, 
I think she shouldn't have told Denise she was coming. Like, that was just a huge missed opportunity. Obviously, Denise doesn't want to talk to Brandy. So why would you give her a heads up? Like, you guys really expected Denise to show up? Like, you're right, Eddie. Denise doesn't want to do that. She doesn't want to engage. And she can always walk off. She can always show up and walk off, which is what she's done a million times this season. We also also don't know what Denise's lawyers had said to Brandy um, and what conversation was had in Mm -hmm. that sense to where Brandy might have felt obligated to let her know that she was going to be going because Mm -hmm. it was Denise's work event that she did have to show up to. And Brandy Brandy didn't have to be there. So it is kind. I don't know. And there's there's a bunch. You're of saying that there's come some legalese it. that would force. I feel Brandy like to... there's some legal issue mm. where like Brandy had to give a heads up, or she was trying to be like, "Hey, girly." Like I don't know, but <laughs> I, I, I. Hey, girly! I don't want to ambush you tonight, so uh, just let you know, uh, I'm gonna show up and probably confront you about uh, what we did. I mean, but also like, I, I mean. Even if Brandy didn't tell Denise that she was coming, I feel like Denise was going to find out one way or another. She obviously found out. should have kept it a secret is my point. See, but it's very hard. Like, see, that's the thing is, like, it's very hard. Like, with production and with parties, I mean, you live, we live in the L.A. area. Like, let's be real. Like, things get around. Like, you know someone's going to be somewhere. Like, something's going to happen, especially in... brandy talk to nowadays like i feel like brandy's off in her own world her only connection is kim and if she just didn't tell anyone besides kim and a producer who is definitely not telling denise okay. because the producer wants the content we could have gotten denise there like, Armin, that's my only for- point you're forgetting the biggest factor in all of this and that is the gaze because you know brandy has gays and you know gays talk don't so, tell him. Don't tell him. That, that's impossible with Brandy. Brandy, I, Brandy is like, see, that's the thing. Well, that's my point. She messed up. That's my point. She should have not said anything. And then maybe, maybe she could have had a diamond. But Brandy's know, but too impulsive. Soul, but is it your soul worth? Is your soul worth the diamond? Like, Brandy's trying to be a better person. And honestly, <laughs> it would But like, the thing is, is like, no, here's the thing. Like, in her narrative of her, if this whole storyline, she is the good person. You know what I mean? So okay, but it would outing... be counterproductive to her storyline to be like, I'm going to ambush her and be like, what? You know what I mean? But she already basically ambushed her by exposing her behind her back. Well, And putting you know her what? marriage in jeopardy. And, and also putting, putting her uh, custody of the kids in jeopardy. Because we know she's in some sort of legal battle with Charlie Sheen. You can't be the yeah. good guy. You can't. Like, this isn't a battle for the soul of Brandy Glanville. Let's just be yeah, honest. That's, this soul's been eaten a long time ago. This is a battle for the diamond. Lisa Vanderpump Satan herself ate that. <laughs> for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, Villa Blanca, baby. Um, Brandy's tears are actually the secret ingredient in the pump teeny, if you, in case you didn't know. Served with um, a side of goat cheese balls. Which is you. Oh, goodness. Um, okay. But, yeah, I mean, regardless, I mean, it was a missed opportunity, but, like, and I it is know. what it I, is. It is what it is at this point. Um, okay, let's get into the conversation that Garcelle, Dorit, and Lisa Rinna have because I thought this I thought this was gonna be the threesome versus Denise for next season. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what is being set up. Mm. And I I I wanted and with with Lisa Rinna at the head because we see 
two women, three women who have been essentially wronged by Denise Richards. You've got at the leader of the pack, you've got Lisa Ren, a longtime friend who has been at odds with her because of this whole situation with Brandy. You have Dorit, who has been there with um, Den- for Denise. They've, their friendship has grown tremendously. She was there for her last season. She's trying to be there for her by sticking up against Kyle, which is her friend, and coming to the situation of, you know, all of this just happening um, to her with her, like, ignoring her, XYZ, not coming to the party. And then you have Garcelle, who's really trying to be a friend to Denise in this midst of all these women attacking her. And Denise is just ignoring her, ghosting her, telling her to come all the way up into the valley. And then like just telling her like three minutes after they were supposed to meet that she can't make it until after Christmas. Like I also love Eddie. I love at the end of the party when they broke the fourth wall again. And the producer was like, that was like really messed up what Denise did. Huh? And Garcelle was like, I know I can't like, I can't believe she didn't call me even. She just didn't give me any warning. And the producer is like, yeah, that's ridiculous, huh? <laughs> like, the producer is egging it on. I love it. I love to see the peek behind that curtain. It's always so great to see that. Um, <laughs> but do you think we- Denise is going to come back for that storyline to even come to fruition? Denise Denise is under a four-year contract with Bravo, so unless she wants to pay them their, their money back and figure it out that way, she is under contract for two more seasons, and she is definitely coming back. She, they set uh, they they set up next season, and I I honestly truly think that if Denise goes full Denise Richards and Lisa Renna goes full Lisa Renna, we could have one of the best seasons <laughs> next. Se- and I say this every year. You say this every year, so I'm I know, I'm on a but, wait till I see it approach. But yeah, I mean, I think I think those two together and like at, as head to head, which I think this was set up as could be a really fun, exciting season. And it could be like, just make it the soap opera that it is because Lisa Renna making her like true army of Garcelle and Jorit by being like, this is what Denise Richards is doing. This is exactly the sympathy post. That photo was taken three months ago. Bloody, you know what I mean? Like she's literally making them into an army. You know what I thought was interesting insight from uh, Rinna at that dinner when she said that in her divorce battles with Charlie Sheen, and probably custody battles and all these years of having to basically battle it out in public with Charlie Sheen, Denise has been able to pick up a lot of PR tricks. Yes. Because um, she's had, I think Rina said 14 lawyers and but 14 years. Yeah. Oh, it was 14 years and 14 lawyers and so 14 lawyer lawyers every year. Yeah. Right. And obviously their battleground was public relations the mm-hmm. type of publicity they would get. So mm-hmm. Charlie Sheen was defaming her and Denise Richards would defame Charlie Sheen and they would kind of have a tit-for-tat relationship through media. So Denise obviously has a lot of experience in that realm and she, on top of that, has had probably a lot of experts advising her. Mm-hmm. So when Rina outlined all that and then said, you guys have to be very very clear-eyed about who you're dealing with here. She is very competent, yeah. very savvy, and she's not going to go down without a fight. It's that so- was that was so true. And literally, she laid it out. She's like, everyone is going to hate us. We're going right. to be the mean girls again. And literally, what's happening? It's exactly what Lisa Rinna said. And that's the beauty of this whole thing is like, 
I am Denise, team Denise Richards, but I'm also enjoying the show that Lisa Rinna is putting on because even though it is overproduced, I feel like she finally, this episode, I feel like she, she turned a level where it is this producer, but it's almost like, it's almost like the wrong reality star who had to become the producer is like so mad that her friend is literally shoving the rules up its ass that they're like kind of battling. It's like the old and the new, almost like new reality TV of like, no, I understand what this is and I want to do it my way. And then the old reality TV of like, I had to do it this way. We all have had to fall in line. You need to as well. I think it's kind of awesome. And I think if, like I said, we get another season where it's Rena versus Richards. That is magic because if we, let's talk about this one-on-one between these two ladies. And can I riff off of what you just said? Yes. I feel like in that final scene, the tables were turned because Rena said, okay, now I'm going to throw the old playbook out the window Mm -hmm. while Denise in that scene was trying to play by the old rules. Mm-hmm. because the way they got to that cease and desist revelation, and by the way, I think it was already revealed in a title card, right? It said there, like, yes, Denise Richards. Sent, right. sent a cease and desist, yeah. Uh, but Denise didn't know that Lisa Rinna knew. Denise must have sent it to producers or something, because in the moment, right, well, I'll, I'll get to it, I guess. Denise and Rinna are talking about the situation, and at some point, Rinna says, like, why didn't you just call? And try to explain the situation to Brandy or whoever, right? Like, why didn't you try to set the record straight? And Denise was like, well, because I don't want to deal with that kind of thing. It's not worth my time. It's not something like that. And then Rinna gets that evil smirk and she goes, that's how you deal with things, huh? You just don't engage. (laughs) And um, Denise said something like, yeah, I don't engage. But also there's other things that I've been doing to deal with it, you know, and I'm handling it. So I am engaging and I'm handling it. In that moment, Denise is playing by the old rules, right? You mm-hmm, don't mm-hmm. talk about what happens behind the scenes. You do not break the fourth wall. And then Rinna, boom, brings in the new playbook. Yep. And says, oh, the cease and desist. And Denise is shocked. Oh, it was beautiful. That was a jaw-dropping moment. And Denise is like, how do you know about that? Who told you that? Yeah, who told you that? Who told you that? She's pissed. And then repeat, who told you that? And then Lisa Rinna, oh, you're angry. Angry. That was was such a good moment. That's That's juicy reality TV at its peak. See, and that's what I'm saying is like, we we saw this battle and now we're we're literally seeing. But wasn't that a role reversal in a way to what you were describing earlier? It is, 100%. And I think what we will see moving forward, and I think what Beverly Hills kind of beautifully set up this season, and I don't know if these women planned it actually, or if it just happened because of like what's going on, is literally the rules are out the freaking window at this point. Like everything that you thought you knew about how reality TV and how Beverly Hills works isn't going to happen anymore because you've got the two powerhouses of the show Denise Richards and Lisa Rinna at each other's throats and they're willing to do whatever it takes to be on top. Yeah, I loved that scene. The who told you, ooh, you're mm-hmm. angry. That mm-hmm. was great. Everything, even just like the snide little like comments and sides to each other where she was like, um, you know, and, and you know, that was a conversation I had to have with my kids. And right. she's like, well, that's good. That's a positive. That's she's a positive. Like, well, 
I, you know, it's not a conversation I wanted to have. And she's like, well, we had to have hard conversations with our kids sometimes. And I'm like, the back and forth, the tension. Holy shamoli. I mean, if we could have had that all season, I would have been happy. Uh, And it looks like we're going to be getting that in the the reunion. Right. Because it looked, the reunion looks juicy. I'm not going to lie. This reunion trailer looks actually great. And the cameras they got. High quality. Phenomenal. Right. Phenomenal. Um, They're figuring it out. They weren't going to get it right on first try, but obviously now with a few runs in, they've experimented with it. They've gotten a lot better. It's near perfect. Oh, it's, it's been beautiful. Um, This episode ended. I was really upset with not getting to see more of Erica Jane in Chicago. I was really hoping to see like a lot of that. Oh, like a little clip. Okay. Yeah, just something. I mean, we did see it closing on Broadway because of COVID, which is super right. upsetting. But you wanted to see uh, her on the stage. I wanted to see her perform. I wanted <laughs> to see her do, mm, mm, and all that jazz. You wanted oh, to see Roxy Hart in the flesh. Oh, yeah. I wanted to see Roxy Hart do her thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw them in New York for 90 seconds, maybe? Yeah. yeah. It was It was weird. Um. The where are they nows were all just kind of uninteresting, I gotta say, across the board. Um, I can't really remember one of them that really stuck out to me, except for Garcelle led like is done with that man. She's like, I'm over it. Um, Teddy had her baby, Dorit's daughter started a cooking show. Oh my gosh, that's the one. Okay, I have to say, one. Dorit is going to be the new queen of Beverly Hills. I think we've been saying that we were the first on that. Um, I want to say, I think this this fight between Rena and Denise will be the center of the drama for next season. But I think Denise is going to kind of, or sorry, Dorit is going to kind of rise between as the kind of queen rising. But freaking Phoenix, that little pumpkin spice <laughs> sugar bunch, holy blam sham. She is so freaking cute. Like, I I think she deserves a cooking show. I Do you watch? I watched the Selena Gomez cooking show on HBO Max, which I have to say, I thought was cute. Um, I, like Selena Gomez, am a very cute um, half um, Latino um, rising star with no talent, but a lot of charm and personality. And also has dated very crazy exes, much like Justin Bieber. So I I connect with Selena Gomez, so that's why I liked the show. But... um, I would watch I would watch an HBO show of Dorit or a Bravo show, a Peacock, whatever, of Dorit and Phoenix cooking. Like she was adorable. I mean, if they're looking for more content and that's something that they could easily create at home, Bravo should work on that, Eddie. You you've given Bravo another idea. I swear. You Honestly, give them an idea in an, an I'm, episode. I'm shocked Bravo hasn't hired me yet. Like it's actually upsetting. Andy Cohen, my phone is ringing for a job and you know, you can call me late night too if you want. Um uh, Yeah, right, Eddie. The one chance you had to talk to Andy late night, you were too scared to. You know what? I had just finished filming my finale. That's actually a funny coincidence, huh? That you had just finished filming your finale and then we go to the bars and there's Andy Cohen standing at the bar. I really should have talked to him. You should have talked to him. I was such a little chicken. You were so nervous. Whatever. And I was I'll even going to go with you. I'll be like, one day when me and Andy are, you know, 
laying in bed on our honeymoon um, with little Ben running around on the beach. I'll say, you know what? I have a really funny story to tell you, Andy, baby. Back in the day, uh, we almost met and I almost rocked your world. Um, oh, okay. my God. Why are we living in your daydream right know. now? Um, okay. We are done with Beverly Hills um, with this episode and with the regular season. 16 episodes up. Eh, it was okay. Um, yeah, it was fine. Another fine Beverly Hills season. I think it may have been better than last season. Yeah, it was better than last season, but yeah, maybe not to um, you. I know you liked last season, but no, I did. But I, I like. I think I'm. I the ending of the season really kind of cemented it for me. And it, I, I this is the thing with Beverly Hills is like we hate it, but I feel like after it ends, I feel like if we did a rewatch of the whole thing. We'd be like, ooh, this season was actually good. You know what I mean? Because they it's always more bingeable. tie it up really well. Right. It's 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 better binged than it's week Beverly to week. Hills you know what, Beverly, uh, the binge Beverly, mm-hmm. and do New York Nightly. That's what I'll say. <laughs> well, that's... Nightly is binging, but. And then um, <laughs> Periscope Potomac, basically. I want a live stream of that shit all the time. I want I want Potomac 24-7. Um, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we really appreciate it. If you guys want to make sure you don't miss another one of our recaps, we've got more coming. Make sure you're subscribed on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. If you guys are on social media, you can find us. It's at Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T in B-R-E-V-O-D. We've also got fun stuff on Patreon. Do you want to let us know about that, Armin? Yeah. Go to patreon.com backslash Hot and Bravo. We just did a farewell episode for Dorinda Medley. We talked about her favorite Dorinda moments. We talked about her impact on Roni. That was a great episode. And we do uh, weekly exclusive uh, content there. So uh, if you want to support us and get access to all those bonus episodes, then check out patreon.com backslash hot and bravo. And if you want to follow me on social media, it's at Eddie underscore Estrada. And we will see y'all next time.